Judge is ready. Melissa, you look really stressed out. Is everything okay? I'm just worried about paying for all my kids to go to nationals, so I'm writing a list of ideas to raise money, but I'm not exactly sure they'll all work. Well, what do you have so far? Okay. Everyone on the team donates plasma. You have to be 18. Okay. Um, selling all the team trophies on eBay. They're worth like 20 bucks tops. Um, hitchhiking instead of renting vans. Okay. Uh, on my team, I have a rule that no one can get killed, kidnapped, or pregnant while on forensics overnight, so that wouldn't work for me. But, I mean, it could be a real memory maker and inspire one of them to write the next great novel. It could also <laughs> inspire one of their parents to sue you for reckless endangerment of a minor. But imagine it. The New York Times best-selling novel, Speaking to the Roads Untraveled. Okay, the title could use some work. Yeah, that is atrocious. Almost as atrocious as hitchhiking to save money. But fundraising is just so hard. On today's episode, we will help you broaden your financial horizons with some ideas for potentially untapped resources, some fundraising do's and don'ts, and we will let you in on some of our most successful fundraisers. This This is Forensics Faces. going, Kurt? I am really good. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent now that we've just had that moment. Oh, oh. The, our listening audience need not know what that moment was. Yeah, that's what um, editing is for, guys. <laughs> yep. But let's start by, sorry that we weren't making an episode last week. Yeah, sorry guys. But we... It had nothing to do with forensics. No, not other, at all. Other than the fact that I did not go to a forensics tournament last weekend on Saturday. You guys went to Wapaka. Yeah, well that's two Saturdays ago now. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, behind the times. So, so <laughs> no forensics faces because Kurt didn't go to forensics. Yeah. No. It's really because I was <laughs> doing a fundraiser for the local theater company and had commitments every night because of that. So, And I was knee-deep in preparing for CFL qualifiers with my kids. You mean NSDA qualifiers? NSDA qualifiers. That's where my brain is. Yep. My brain's not working. Yep. CFL we did a few weeks ago. Woo! Mm-hmm. Okay, but now both qualifiers are out of the way. Yes. And... Dunzo. We're on spring break with our kids now, so I'm not coaching. It's a, yeah, it's nice to have just the one job. I know. In your case, just the two jobs. Just this the week. two. It's yeah, real easy. It's real, it's real nice. <laughs> so how was Wapaka? It was lovely. I really, I really like the Wapaka tournament because it's smaller and uh, it's all of our like northern friends that we always see all the time to compete against. And uh, I'm going to uh, not really talk about the actual competition, but I'm going to give a little forensic space a shout out to Alicia Gunther from Berlin, who used the Wapaka power postings to ask out another student from another team. She like made this adorable power poster and it was like prom and then like time here, like room her high school. And then like she like wrote his name and it was all glittery and adorable. And like she like, like had someone sneak in while they were posting posters. And oh my gosh, I was just, it was so cute. I love prom proposals. And the fact that it was like a forensics power round one, like (laughs) great. I loved it so much. So shout out to her and to uh, Mr. Cole Pankratz, who actually goes to Wapaka for Creating that adorable moment for all of us. That's fantastic. What did the guy say? He said yes. Oh, because good. obviously that would have been an embarrassing. That would have been the, the worst. Well, but yeah, good for Alicia. Yes, it was adorable. Good, good, good. And then we had NSDA qualifiers yes. slash the Denmark tournament. Yes, the inaugural Denmark tournament. Do, 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 do. 
So, yes, Mr. David Harper and Mrs. Jenny Harper of Denmark High School elected to run their very first tournament at that school. And they did a lovely job. They really did. It was a really nice day. It was run in conjunction with the NSDA, the Northern NSDA Mm -hmm. uh, qualifiers. So... Congratulations to everybody who qualified. Yes. You are taking some kids. Yes. I'm taking a kid. Mm-hmm. Appleton East is taking a lot of kids. A lot of kids. <laughs> Berlin's got one. Yeah. So. Uh, Bailey Harper from Denmark yep. qualified. So again, we spread the love around. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a one team show by any means. Yes. But I do want to take up the fact that so Denmark is kind of a smaller high school, so they have a combined auditorium cafeteria. Oh yes. And everyone calls it the cafetorium. Which is like fine, but sort of sounds like a weird like Nickelodeon show that my like cousin would want to watch. And I like to call it the Auditoria. I think it sounds a little bit more like upper scale. See, I think Auditoria has too many vowels. Oh, there's no it's, such thing. It's just, you know, it's Auditoria. 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 I'm starting you, to lose what it even means. But you have you, you even sound a little haughty when you say it, so... Well, I sound haughty when I say anything. Oh, it's true. Somebody's pompous. Breakfast sausage. <laughs> Breakfast sausage. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. Thank you for that glorious moment where I just got to do my seal laugh into the microphone for oh, everyone yeah, yeah. to hear. Yeah, anybody who was still wondering oh, what that sounds there like. There we go. That's the laugh you'll hear in the that judges' lounge. It. But after we take this week off now, we will transition into WFCA State. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, okay, we did. so Wasn't WFCA planned. State coming up April 10th and the 11th. I don't, I'm really bad at theme what songs. Was what was that? That's why so, we have other people write them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we will we'll probably take next week off, right? Because there's no forensicking happening. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So unless but, unless unless our loyal diehard fans comment on this and tell us to record another episode. Yes, and tell then us what we to will. talk about. Yeah, because <laughs> no forensics is happening. <laughs> what do we discuss? You let us know. Yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, this can be a. A crowdsourced edition of Forensics Faces. Yes. So tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, we'll if you want us to do an episode, we'll do one, but yeah. you have to tell us but, to do it. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait till after state when yep. we break down all the DRAMA of the WFCA state tournament. Boom. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. It's going to be... Me it's too. gonna be fun and fingers crossed for the weather to be nice i know yeah <sighs> so for those of you who are still like wait when is that happening it's april 10th and the 11th it's at ripon college um invitations to actually register your team went out this week and anybody who has gone to the wfca state tournament in the past who is not currently registered as a member of the wfca or if the coach hasn't attended their coaching clinic yet you should have also gotten a notice letting you know that that has to be taken care of before you can register Uh, But if you haven't been to the state tournament for the WFCA before but want to go, just give uh, uh, anybody on the executive board, shoot us an email and we'll tell you exactly what needs to be done so you can join us on April 10th and the 11th. That's Student Congress on the 10th and then the tournament on the 11th. And it's lots of fun and Rippin always treats us nicely. It does. And... On a nice day, which I mean, knock on wood, like it's been, it feels kind of springy. Yes. Um, it when when the weather is nice out, Ripon campus is so beautiful, and it's so nice to be able to walk between the buildings. Yep, and, and just see a little outdoor space. Yep, just make all the kids hang out on the hill. Yep. 
I have fond memories in high school of girls pretending that they were sunbathing, even though it was April on the hill at Ripon, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I am excited. It's like the last, it's the last big tournament of the year. Yeah. And I've got seniors who will be their last tournament and freshmen who will be their first time going, so. All the tears, I'm Uh, sure. All the crying. I'm sure. Too much crying. So that's coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. And then today we're talking about. A very coach-centered topic, but yeah. that's okay. That's okay. If you, you know what, and if you're a student who's listening to this, don't stop listening now. Because actually, as a coach, it would be great if more students got involved with fundraising. Like, yeah. Not just doing it like when we tell you you need to do it, mm-hmm. but taking the initiative to come up with new ideas and to, to organize fundraisers. It would be awesome. I don't you think would be any, my favorite person. I don't think there's any coach in the world who'd be like, ooh, you know what? That's my deal. Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't try to make more money for the team. <laughs> How dare you? Like, I mean, really. But we've got nationals coming up, and both nationals are going to be expensive if you have kids. Even going to one or the other, and yep. established teams are getting their budgets cut every year, getting their transportation budgets cut in half or cut completely. Maybe. And, uh, Kids are turning away from forensics because they feel like the financials aren't going to be there for their families. And so. And coaches are walking away yeah. from forensics because it's. I mean, to do all of the fundraising for an entire team, if, if your school budget gets cut, in addition to what it takes just to coach forensics as is, is a lot. Is, is virtually insurmountable. And so I we. Can't even imagine. We want to do what we can to provide a resource to you as coaches and as hopefully kids on teams to help bring money to your team in the best and easiest ways possible. Exactly. So So we're going to share some of our ideas. Some of these are things we've done or just things we've heard about. Yes. But I'll say it up front right now. If you have some ideas, we want to hear about them. So please share them on our Facebook page or through Twitter so that we can get those ideas out to everybody else. We can't hold on to those good ideas. We've got to share them. No. Bring bring the community aspect to us. Let us share with others. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one that I want to talk about that we both have tried before yep. is the Give Youth a Voice on the NSDA website. So it works a lot like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe where people just have a place online to donate money to you. And uh, I don't know a lot of the specifics about fees and that sort of thing or what it takes to set it up, but the NSDA has an excellent FAQ page. So go check that out. They also have a specific person to contact with any questions that don't get answered there. So this is just a really easy way for you to take a link, get get the account set up, and then your kids can share it on their Facebooks. They can email it out to family members. Mm-hmm. You can send it out to members of the community and ask them to donate that way to your family. It's a really great way to get alums involved and ask them to donate in small portions. And so super easy to set up, very friendly and helpful through the NSD website. Would recommend. Yep. And this speaks to one of my tenets of fundraising that I cannot say often enough, which is... If you're a forensics coach or if you're the advisor of any kind of activity that has to do fundraising, the very first thing you need to do is take your pride and set it on your nightstand (laughs) and leave it there because you have to get used to simply asking people for money. It is not only the fastest and easiest way to make money for people who are giving you their money, it is often their favorite way as well. I don't know about you, but like I would much rather just give somebody ten dollars than have to buy like wrapping paper or cookie dough or 
pizzas or yeah. something like that. And a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about, you'll see, is not like recommending specific sales pitches to you, but just ways to make it easier for you to fundraise and easier ways to get an idea. Like one thing that we always do in Sheboygan is we do showcase. Mm -hmm. We take our best students or our students who are qualified for nationals or who've done really well at state and we put on a showcase for them. It's a great way for parents and family members to see what the students are performing, see the performances that are getting them these trophies and these medals. And it's also a really great way to promote your program to the community. Invite to reach out to your middle school programs or your middle schools and ask them, say, hey, we're having a showcase. Any interested kids you think, have them come. Make the event free for students. You can host it in your high school and do it for free. We luckily have a local theater that lets us host in theirs as well Mm -hmm. as a local school. So hosting events like showcases or cabarets or dinner theater sorts of things are a really easy way to have something where all they have to walk away with is the experience and then you get to walk away with a little bit more cash in your pocket. Yeah, and the only thing you have to do as far as planning is concerned is one, make sure the kids show up to perform and then put them in some kind of order, you know, that makes sense. So you're not seeing three solo series in a row, which for any audience could be a bit much. Yeah, unless you're judging the round. And and a showcase is a super easy thing. note that we pay those people. Yeah, we do. But showcases are also a thing that you can have a student put together it's a really easy thing to entrust into a captain or a like financial secretary or like your club treasurer or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be for you and your team and not have to worry about it too much as long as they're checking back with you exactly so we fully recommend it so you took the time to actually watch another great resource through the NSDA, um, which is that that they provide webinars. Yes. Um, and so you, you saw a video of yes. a coaching clinic from last? From 2012, okay. uh, Indianapolis Nationals. Uh, two women from very different uh, school backgrounds. One of them uh, coaches and advises at a private school in Texas. The other one from a lower income public school in Florida. And they each just split an hour long session and talked about all the different things that work out for them and the different sort of uh, fundraisers that they try to do. Uh, one of them uh, actually charges kids to be on their team if they, and they have to fundraise a certain portion every year. Another one set up a forensic-specific booster club for them to work out through. So, But it's really, fu- it's really informational. The audio is not super great, but <laughs> it's still a really great resource. And there are other ones, too, that have been specifically recorded. There's actually one that is very give a youth give you the voice focused okay. from one of the members of the like NSCA head office. So I fully fully support if you have the time to do it. It is kind of long, so I just like put it on in the background as I was doing things at work. So definitely check it out. All you have to do is type fundraising into the search bar on the on speechanddebate.org and yeah. all sorts of stuff shows up. So take advantage of those resources for the organizations that you're a part of. Awesome. And then you have to start looking for the organizations that are within your own school. Something that both you and I do is we work closely with our school's booster clubs. Yes. And one, if your school doesn't have a booster club, I'd be pretty surprised. They must have some version Mm -hmm. of an athletic booster club and you just need to get your fanny inside that group some way or another. Um, But we're, we're both fortunate that we are set up with our booster clubs. And though our booster clubs work very differently, Mm -hmm. um, they do benefit us in, in different ways. Yes. So your booster club. We, uh, we're lucky enough that one of my team parents is 
on like on our booster club board and so she attends all of our all of the meetings for that also my other coach ben kroll uh tries to attend booster club meetings just to keep them up to date on what forensics is doing because when it comes time for nationals we always ask them if they Mm -hmm. are able to donate a lump sum to us and every year that we've ever asked they do and in return for them uh supporting our organization we will work concession stand events for the local athletes where so we do football track soccer the whole shebang despite the fact that none of us know anything about sports we will stand (laughs) there happily (laughs) we will stand there happily and sell you pretzels and popcorn and we also get a little kickback from doing those so we are a big fan of our booster club and i've had a parent in our school booster club mm-hmm. like every year for seven years now so i've really lucked out in that manner so if right. you've got a parent who wants to join that just just sort of like nudge them in the direction and tell them it'd be worthwhile when their student doesn't have to pay for lots of expensive things right. now how does yours work our booster club works a little bit differently we do have the opportunity to do concessions for events just like yours uh, but our booster club runs like a small bank so the for, you have to have a forensics parent involved in the club to be considered a member of booster and then your group is allotted activities that you can do you know like like concession selling and then a portion of that proceeds goes to your group and then it just kind of gets added to your bank account uh that money is protected it is for you it is for your use um you know and your your booster representative whatever parent that is is the one who gets to say like please pull out five hundred dollars for a van rental for nationals or whatever it is and then our booster club uh also runs our concession stand at school so our booster club is really uh necessary vital to running our tournament Mm -hmm. because most of the food comes through our booster club we obviously get a lot of stuff donated as well um but it's a fully stocked concession stand that we just get to use for our own purposes which is awesome because i don't need to worry about buying 1200 bottles of soda (laughs) or you know and it's also a chance to have like some variety like there can be pizza and nachos and and then there's also you know the grilled cheese and the walking tacos that we make there's the ice cream machine which i mean how am i how am i selling ice cream at my tournament if i'm not benefiting from the booster club so um so they work in different ways but they both work for us and i guess if you are in a school where you feel like the booster club doesn't work for you I think it's probably time to find out how they could. Because my guess would be that they would like to. Um, They just probably don't know about you or don't know how valuable what you do is. Yeah, so take an opportunity to step in, see if maybe one of your students can come perform at one of their meetings or give a presentation about how successful your team is and how worthy they are because a lot of fundraising is proving your worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And talking about working with inside of your schools, one thing that... Uh, I know has worked for you and I definitely try to do is staying chummy with your financial secretary or whoever it is. Or any secretary. Or any secretary whatsoever. (laughs) You want to keep them happy with you. When I was in high school, my coach outwardly hated our like financial secretary he called her the money nazi in front of all of us so that's how we would talk to her he would say all right you have 15 bucks for your hotel so the money nazi by friday and that was just how it was addressed but now uh ben kroll who works in the building does a lot of interact with our financial secretary and he is very nice to her also uh one of our administrative secretaries in the building one of her daughters is her daughter is on my team and so having that in is great and vigorats is awesome and i love her (laughs) and she makes everything so easy for me so make sure to have an in with them 
Also, they keep track of all the financials for all of the clubs and activities in the building, and they might have a good in on something that's working for them yep. for another team that might also benefit you. So getting to know them is great. And you have you and your secretaries are besties. We they are so love close talking now. to you. Yes, I really do. I adore I am one of the lucky coaches. I have a very supportive administration and the the wonderful women who work in that office from the principal's office to the financial secretary to the activities office they are all so helpful and supportive um to the point of like if i haven't emailed like the bus schedule at the time i usually do they're reaching out to be like is everything okay do you have that bus schedule (laughs) checking in it's november 1st how come i don't know when every bus is leaving starting in january (laughs) you know um so they're they're really wonderful and they do help and it is through conversations with them that I know that if I am ever in dire straits like for a nationals or something where I just can't cover it you know they've said we'll find a way we'll figure it out together um, and that probably doesn't mean I won't have to work some way to make that work yeah but but knowing that someone is there to be a support system and mm-hmm. a backup is awesome right and and they do so much work and the only and it took me a few years to have that relationship with them because i'm only there so quickly you yep. know it's stopping in to get my mail saying hey what's up you know and it wasn't until i really got comfortable enough to to have conversations and to speak with them candidly about how things were going on on my team that i started to get that help so that's that's just another advice, especially for out of the building coaches. If, yep. you, if you're like me and you feel like every time you walked in that office, you were just a burden to them because they have like real school stuff to work on. They the good ones will not let you feel that way. They're um, really nice. Yeah, they are. And they want to help. They want to be helpful. Um, so talking about like putting yourself out there and just asking for things like you were earlier, uh, something that I'm definitely going to try to do as a fundraiser for us this year is reaching out to local businesses and mm-hmm. simply asking them to sponsor. There are plenty of teams who are just spot. Like I know that regular sports teams easily get sponsored because then yeah. they just put their logo on their shirt. But who's to say forensics kids can't do that? Who's to say you can't have a Nationals t-shirt where you have local businesses sponsored? Uh, and also reaching out to local groups like your Rotary Club and your Toastmasters. I know yeah. lots of schools get a lot of good feedback from that going and performing during their monthly luncheons or performing at their like Toastmasters events. And then they give you a kickback by donating to your group and you get to sort of rotaries that want a great experience for students in the mm-hmm. first place, but to just getting them to have those sort of connections to make on top of also making a little money for your team. Yeah. So it's totally a very easy, simple thing to do. Totally recommend. I agree. And another thing that's really popular around here, though I have not tried it myself, is restaurants that will have fundraisers for teams. Mm -hmm. So you're dedicated an evening. Um, I know some restaurants in the area, that means you have to have some people come actually work at the restaurant or just be present. Other times it's just a designated day. But somehow they will make it possible for part of the proceeds for that evening sales to be donated to your team. Um, so I know like Culver's and Pizza Ranch are two in the area that that have done that for teams uh, that make it possible for, for f- folks to just go and get dinner. Yep. And then have the funds go right to you. Yep. They'll cut you a check. All yep. you got to do is promote it. Yep. And those are the easiest fundraisers. Uh, something that I'll touch on later more in depthly is reminding yourself time commitment versus financial intake. Just yes. as you would as any other job, sometimes they treat fundraising like that. But we'll definitely talk about that a little 
more in depthly a little later on. Mm-hmm. But but a coda to that. Make sure you understand your school's rules about what you are allowed to sell. Yes. Um, because some folks have really specific criteria for what a team is allowed to do as a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Some schools that has to be approved in advance. So just, again, make sure you're talking to the people in your offices so they know what you're doing and they have the opportunity to be like, uh, but, uh, uh, actually, no. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. And, and but here's the way you can. Yeah, some and schools then. I know will do, they sell bagels or donuts in the morning. And some schools, they're not allowed to sell any sort of food on campus whatsoever. Right. And knowing it's better to ask permission than to have to beg on your hands and knees for forgiveness. And it's, it's a really simple, easy email to send. Uh, and then just hopefully be able to do whatever mm-hmm. sales you need to do. So just make sure you ask. It's important to ask. <laughs> it is so important to ask. And another resource, we I feel like we talk, like the judges lounge is like one of those things that we just like talk about a lot on mm-hmm. the podcast. But I really <laughs> feel like it's an untapped resource, especially for new coaches who are really nervous about being a part of our organization and part of the friends and community. But just talking to other coaches and seeing what they're doing to fundraise and hearing about the events that they throw or what like the coupon book programs it may be a part of mm-hmm. talking to them and seeing if they can potentially get you hooked up with how to do that uh and there are all sorts of things that work in different areas uh for different teams and so as i guess as long as you're not like competing directly with each other i mean you're always competing against other activities mm-hmm. who are trying to raise money but just reaching out to other coaches and seeing what they're doing to raise funds you can it'll be a moment like oh my gosh my team could totally do that my team could totally do that thing so make sure that you're talking to other judges and coaches in the judges lounge and one making friends and then two making money (laughs) yep getting those good ideas and really i think the the best advice you can have when it comes to fundraising is find the thing that works for your team. Yeah. Like Sheboygan North and Sheboygan South have done different fundraisers. Yes. I know for a long time you guys were selling popcorn. Are you still doing that? We haven't in the last couple of years. Because okay. we used to like, and I tried for the first couple years of fundraising because Ben Kroll specifically was so enthusiastic about it. We did it really well. And showed it. me how well they were doing. My kids were not sellers. <laughs> like it... Uh, there was no point. It was so much more effort than it was profit. So for me, it was like, eh, this isn't really working for me. That's not the environment of my team. Yep. And obviously the environment of your team changed or you would still be yeah be doing that. So yeah, find something that works for you. And don't be afraid to try a couple of things. Research also reaching out to your team and saying, okay, here are three potential fundraisers. You guys Mm -hmm. need to pick which one you're going to do. Either you're going to trade in your labor for this event, or you're going to sell this for this thing, or you're going to perform at this thing. And you tell them to pick one and then you go and do it. Sometimes it's just nice to, sometimes they just want to be asked what what, (laughs) what they want to do. And then you can go forth from there. So true. So true. So let's talk about some do's and some don'ts. Of yes. forensics fundraising. So one of the things we've said multiple times now, don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, there are people whose entire careers are based in fundraising for nonprofits or for different organizations. So fundraising can feel like a full-time job. So don't hesitate to ask for help from your teammates, from your in building staff, and asking your team parents for help. Sometimes it can be really hard because their kids can mean a lot of things, but sometimes just sending out a simple email asking parents for assistance can go a really, really Mm -hmm. long way. And absolutely do try new things. So 
we were just talking about this as well. If the environment of your team has changed and it's time to try something different, the thing you've done for 10 years isn't working anymore, um, try something else. This can be beneficial because um, some people will start to anticipate your sales or events, but don't let yourself get stuck in a rut. Uh, trying a new sales program or putting on a new event can be a great way to bring a freshness to something that can be incredibly tedious. But don't try to compete with other established fundraisers in your building. If your school's dance team is known for selling those really delicious cheesecakes and they make out like total gangbusters and make tons of money, don't then decide that you're also going to try to sell those cheesecakes because chances are it's not going to go great for you. Right. So don't try to compete with them. Uh, it can kind of seem like a no-brainer, but it still bears reminding. Mm -hmm. yep. And we talked about this as well, but do take the time to weigh the effort versus the financial intake. Before an event or a sales program, think about how much time and energy it's actually going to take you and your team to invest in something in order to see a worthwhile payback. It's very important. I know it's hard to think about, but sometimes it's better to just decide not to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, but some of our the better fundraisers that we have done yes. uh, on the Sheboygan South end of it, uh, and this is something we do together, the Sheboygan Showcases with North and South and Ideas. Uh, we do really well selling uh, flowers for Mother's Day through our local Lions Club. They give us uh, little coupons. People will pay us money. They get flowered. They get to fill out an address card and everything. All we have to do is sell the coupons. Uh, we also do pretty well with uh, broad fries. I know yeah. that a lot of schools don't have that great of luck with it, but my kids are enthusiastic and energetic. And because they're forensics kids, they have excellent customer service skills, which people will tip like none other for. Huh. So take advantage of it. It works great. Also, they write ridiculously charming grocery store announcements for the broad fry, <laughs> and that will bring them in really well. And again, I also am incredibly, incredibly lucky to have an amazing booster club and parents who always join our booster club and support us and parents who are really great volunteers at our home tournament because for Sheboygan South, our home tournament is our largest fundraiser of the year. Yeah, and that's something that is also the biggest success for Sheboygan North. It's running a tournament. So we didn't talk about this as a fundraiser because it's really so much more than that. And yeah. there are so many really good reasons to do a tournament. But one of the major pluses is that you get to keep a lot of profit from those entry fees and from the concession stands if you're selling food. Um, the best thing that we do at Sheboygan North is, again, partnering with our booster club at that concession stand, but getting most of our food donated by parents and family means that all of our profit stays with the team and everything else that happens, like the our only expense for a tournament, because we're just using the, the school, is uh, now it's paying Speechwire. But everything else is pure profit from that day. It's a pretty significant amount of work. And and we're, we're hoping to eventually do a podcast about, All about how to set up the tournament and who to reach out to. Because luckily in, in Wisconsin, it's really easy for us to get everything set up and to do so. So we promise to be a good resource for you when we record that episode. It exactly. probably won't happen this forensic season, but in the near future, we promise it will. Absolutely. Um, and other than that, again, we don't do a ton of like fundraising events at North other than the ones we do in, in combination with Sheboygan South. Mm -hmm. um, but do not be afraid to simply ask people for money. It is 
kind of the best thing that yep. you can do. And a lot of times they'll be totally willing because it's the easiest mm-hmm. way to help you out. But the only way that works is if you stay active in your community. One of the best things that I'm able to do is being involved with a local theater company where I meet a lot of people who are creative and uh, who want to support forensics and aren't sure how. It's and also where I found a lot of my judges. Yes. Uh, but those are the people that you want to target and you want to be involved with them. So that way when the time comes and you have to say, hey, can you spare 10 bucks? They are more than willing to do it because they see the good that you are doing in the community. They see the good that your kids are doing in the community. So stay visible. Make sure that those talents and those skills that you and your kids have are on display and that they're doing good things. And people will be more than happy to to pay you back. And again, if you have any ideas that we haven't discussed or any fundraisers that have worked really great for your team, please, please, please share them in the comments on Facebook or at Reply Us on Twitter. Also a reminder, if you think that we should still record an episode next week, let us know. It's up to you, listening audience. Yep, it's all on you guys. Give give us that content and let us know. And we decided to do this episode because we know that like ourselves, a lot of teams around the state are trying to scrape together the funds to go to nationals, and we want to do anything we can to help boost and support our community. Amen. And with that, I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. Forensic Spaces is produced and recorded in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme music was composed and performed by JJ Hammeister. More info at ForensicSpaces.com. <laughs>